0: This is Charlotte Donlin and you're listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my first book, The Great Belonging, and my other writing and work at CharlotteDonlin.com. We can go. I love how I said in the last episode that people are probably wishing I would point listeners to God more often. What I've been trying to not do is point people to our trying God in a way that dismisses their suffering. But I think after 10 episodes of Validating Loneliness— It's time for a huge hunk of hope. This episode was supposed to be another episode looking at recent loneliness news, but I realized I needed more hope, and maybe you need more hope too, so this episode is about hope. I'm a Christian, so this podcast is pretty much a Christian podcast. I don't think I've made it a secret where my ultimate hope lies. If you aren't a Christian, I still think you have a few reasons to hope. It's likely that you have a future that is different from your current reality that you can look forward to, even if it's just glimpses of rest and connectedness and contentment that you know will come. Also, being aware of your loneliness and talking about it might help it dissipate a bit. So maybe you're doing that and maybe your sense of loneliness is already decreasing. Also, spring is here, sort of, almost, for some people. And spring seems to make things better. With the sunshine and warmth and new life and bright shades of green everywhere, things are just better. Even if you're listening to this episode in the deep of winter, you can know spring is still coming. It will certainly arrive one day. If you're a Christian, you have more reasons to hope, and I'm going to talk about a few of those reasons in this episode. I'm in a discipleship group with some women from my church, and this past week, it was my turn to teach the group. I taught, sort of, almost, on the loneliness of Jesus. My teaching was average, maybe even less than average, but a nice thing that happened is the group ended up having a really good conversation about loneliness and hope. One of my most favorite preachers and teachers and friends is the Reverend Deborah Layton. She is the Director of Women's Ministries and a clergy associate at my church, the, Keith, the Cathedral Church of the Advent here in Birmingham, Alabama. She is also one of the leaders of my discipleship group. So when we were talking about loneliness and Jesus and hope, she brought our attention to 2 Corinthians chapters 4 and 5. I've read these verses before but i've never read them with loneliness in mind and when we read this passage together it gave me a lot of hope so i'm going to read that passage now here's second corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 through chapter 5 verse 7 but we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to god and does not come from us we are afflicted in every way but not crushed Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. But just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak. Because we know that the one who who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and will bring us with you into His presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan under our burden because we wish not to be unclothed, but to be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us a spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay, there's a lot there in those verses, and to help me unpack this, I turned to a recording of a Sunday school lesson that Dr. Mark Genilat did at my church. Mark is a professor at Beeson Divinity School and the lay canon theologian at my church. He's also one of my favorite people, and his wisdom blows me away whenever I hear him speak. Last Advent, he did a series on 2 Corinthians, and here's a bit of what he said. Mark points out, that Paul is courageous and hopeful in the midst of trying circumstances. He also said that Paul is a Christian realist, not a Christian idealist who thinks he can escape embodied existence. Paul is so honest in these verses, and he lives into this Christian realism that recognized that earthly human existence doesn't get to escape the trouble that comes to all of us. But Paul makes it clear that the trouble that comes to all humanity is not the final word about our ultimate existence. We are not driven to ultimate despair. And Dr. Genelit talks a bit about despair and how it's the sickness unto death, and it's an absolute loss of any hope. And he says that this despair that we move toward and that some people move toward is the reason we need the Bible and the reason we need other Christians in our lives. because when we're moving toward despair, it's really hard to hope. And we need the Bible and members of our Christian communities to remind us of the hope we have. So what hope do we find in the verses that I just read? First, okay, and these are my words and not Dr. Jenelet's words. Um, First, we have hope in the gospel because even though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Second, we have hope because our affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. We can also hope in what is unseen rather than what is seen, for the things that are seen are transient and the things that are unseen are eternal. And we can have hope in the heavenly dwelling that awaits us. We can also hope because God has prepared these things for us, and He has given us the Holy Spirit that we have now as a guarantee. In addition, I reached out to Deborah Layton again to see if she had any thoughts about hope that might provide encouragement for people who struggle with loneliness. She sent me something that Martin Luther wrote on Romans 12.15, which is the verse that says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So here's Luther talking about that verse. There is rejoicing in what we see, but that is a vain and transient joy. So also there is a rejoicing in what we do not see, but possess only by faith. That is a true, eternal, and abiding joy. For there is no rejoicing in what is invisible unless we first have hope. In Matthew 5, 4, we read, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Such mourners rejoice in hope. But such rejoicing in hope is ours only when we renounce all earthly things which we desire, in which we trust, and in which we find delight. Indeed, when, in addition, we are so set apart from the world that we no longer find pleasure in in any earthly boon. If in such cases we willingly endure then we arrive at hope and through hope to rejoicing. I love this from Luther because it points out the importance of community and having people who rejoice with us when we rejoice and who weep with us when we weep. It also shows some of the connections that exist between suffering, mourning, hope, and joy. And these connections may be great topics for me to explore in future episodes of Hope for the Lonely. Before I wrap up, I just want to say quickly that um, I don't offer words of hope in a trite manner. I hope it doesn't come across that way. I do believe that our hope is found in Jesus, and I think our hope is found in the Word of God, and that when we look to Jesus and when we read God's Word, we are comforted because of the promises that God gives us, and because of um, just us seeing who God is and seeing who we are as His beloved. Thanks for listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my writing and work at charlottedonlin.com.